This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back to the South End Zone, brought to you by Belly Up Sports. I'm your host, Jason Bailey. I am with Eric Mulher, as per the usual. And we have a special guest today, Mr. Dennis Dodd from CBS, the Dodd Father. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> How you doing, Dennis? I haven't heard that in a while. Uh, no, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Oh, man, we're, we're doing fantastic. And we know that uh, you're pressed for time today, so we're going to jump right into a couple of topics that are sort of uh, been on the back burner with all the Alabama news the last few days, the mass exodus there. But uh, we wanted to discuss with you what is happening with the FSU versus ACC lawsuit. We know there's a lot of back and forth going on. So, Eric, I know you had a, a really a question about that. So go ahead and we'll get into it. Well, I mean, the, the, the question itself is pretty straightforward. I know you do a lot of these uh, guest spots, Dennis. You probably don't remember specifically what we talked about when you were on with us in the spring. Uh, but we went over the the Pac-12 uh, media deal negotiations that at that time were ongoing. We all kind of know how that turned out. And, you know, four teams go to the Big 12, a couple go to the ACC, four more go to the, the Big 10, and the conference sort of implodes. And that seemed like it was going to be the last of the, the realignment wave that we were going to see for a bit. And then some people went and took some paperwork to a courthouse. Um, so Florida State and the ACC appear to be suing each other. Florida State's trying to get out of their grant of rights, and ACC is, I guess, suing Florida State for suing them, uh, saying you can't do that. I, I don't – kind of the common opinion I've seen is that this is sort of like the first steps in an eventual exit settlement, so they're not paying the $600 million or whatever. What is what, – what does the college football fan who doesn't have a deep background in this stuff or a ton of visibility, specifically on that document, that grant of rights, because apparently no one has actually seen it, um, what, what do they need to know? Well, uh, that's, yeah, how much time you got? Uh, <laughs> Eric, this, uh, the grant of rights, which, which binds uh, these schools to leagues via their, their uh, media rights, uh, they all have one. Um, I don't think the SEC has one because they don't need one for obvious reasons. Why would you leave the SEC? But in the ACC, they have one that was signed by all parties in 2016, and as a story I wrote this summer, it was considered ironclad because at the time, the the guts of the thing was uh, was uh, granted to them, not granted, but gifted to them by the Big 12. 
at that time, the Big 12 and the ACC were talking about a scheduling partnership, doing something yeah. like that. Yeah, the alliance, yeah. Yeah, well, not, not, no, not that alliance. Um, <laughs> but as a show of good faith, the Big 12 gave them um, their grant of rights, the legal underpinnings, which go back to 1915, a Supreme Court decision involving, let's see, the governor of Minnesota, railroads, and there was one other part in that I don't remember, but if you read it, and it will make your eyes glaze over, it, it, it's pretty ironclad, and it is today. Um, what Florida State has done in suing the league, uh, they kind of said breach of contract. They they entered into an agreement that wasn't you know well thought out. For the first time, they put out there the figure that it would take to get out of those grants of rights, $572 million. That should be viewed as a grain of salt. I'm not saying it's too high or it's too low. I'm just saying I don't know how you arrive at that figure when uh, the grant of rights themselves aren't defined in a monetary figure. An early exit is before you get, you know before you leave in 2036. That's uh, that's I think the number on that is about 120 million. But the grant of rights itself is a negotiation, and I think you answered your own question when you said I, I think when these two sides and they are suing each other. When they get done, uh, when, the, when the billable hours run out and they don't have enough money to actually fight this thing, they'll come to a settlement. Now, what happens after that is a whole nother question. But I, I think when that happens, when that happens, and I speculated, I don't know, about five or seven years, then we'll know. Do you, so do you think that's like kind of the first domino? You think other schools would follow suit? Because I've seen some speculation that you might see a North Carolina or a Miami or, or Clemson or somebody maybe try to do the same thing. They're just sort of letting uh, Florida State be the, the canary in the birdcage. Yeah, I, I yeah, I asked one of those schools, uh, an official recently, I said, so now do you have the blueprint for leaving the ACC? And that person said, not necessarily. Florida State is merely voicing what, you know, some of these other schools that you mentioned think, but it's one thing to get out. It's another thing to have a home. And that's what Florida state doesn't have. The big 10 and the sec haven't even kicked off with their new memberships yet. And I know for a fact that those presidents in those leagues with the upheaval of realignment that's gone on the last couple of years, just want to settle down and see how this works out. Just catch your breath for a minute and, yeah, that combined with the fact Florida State isn't worth pro rata. It isn't worth the $60 million that SEC teams are getting. It isn't worth the $75 million that um, Big Ten teams are getting. That being said, what does that even mean when, you know, SMU is going to the ACC for no money and Cal and Stanford are going for pennies on the dollar? You know, uh, the fact that, oh, who is it? Is it it's Washington that is going for um, $30 million. Yeah, partially. Uh, the Big Ten, uh, you know, again, a half, what is that? Not even a half share, maybe a 40% share, and won't get the full share until that contract runs out in 2031. Yikes. Now, All correct right, me. So, if, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Dennis. I don't want to interrupt you, Eric. Did, I mean, when they signed this grant of rights, I understand that HCC leadership is different than it was. Uh, when, I mean, didn't Florida State have to sign off and agree yes. to this thing? And now well, they're. Yeah. That's the case that the ACC has made over and over. This was signed in good faith by all the members of the ACC with full knowledge that, you know, they had, they redid this deal because they were getting their own um, network. And this was supposed to throw off a lot more money. 
Uh, in exchange, you know, kind of unspoken, ESPN said, yeah, fine, 20 years, we get cost certainty. We know it's only going to cost X for the ACC for the next two decades. And why yeah. would the, you know, why would Yeah, the, and it'll never be worth less than that for them. Right. Yeah. Why Why would they want to tear tear up the ACC and then pay more for Florida State in another league? So I, I, I think, you know, frankly, ESPN's a little tired of all this too. I'm not going to absolve them of any... Uh, of any influence in any of it because it's been significant with them and Fox, but no, I, 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 I think this is for lack of a better term, an ironclad contract that, you know, you saw by the, by the lawsuit when it began, they wanted it to be heard in the steps of the court, the, the state courthouse in Tallahassee. And the day before the ACC had filed, um, filed a lawsuit saying they wanted heard in Carolina. So we got a long way to go. Oof. Yeah. So you, you said years, right? I think so. Look, I could be wrong. Uh, I mean, because my guess was like two or three. Like, it's not going to be any time yeah. real soon. No, if somebody had told me yesterday the Department of Justice was going to uh, get involved in a lawsuit with the NCA, I'd said that had never happened. That exactly happened yesterday. Mm. <sighs> yeah, it's a mess. And I just, you know, I, I'm with you guys. I, I don't see how they're going to get out of it. If you signed it, ESPN has no incentive to move on it whatsoever. And to your point about the Big Ten, Dennis, I don't Florida State not being worth that. I don't think that's a, a bill that Fox would be willing to f- foot them out with, yeah, and help them out to get Florida State to the Big Ten. I, I don't see that. Do you? Yeah, uh, not right now. I think again. I think when you know it's the law of diminishing returns. When you're spending more money in court than you would be getting for the result of the lawsuit, then you come to some kind of settlement, but. Something occurred to me today. You know, they, the 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 ten the nine conferences haven't even signed a new contract for uh, the new twelve team CFP. Yeah, they and don't have a TV deal for first round yet, right? First round yet, and uh, you know what does that look like, especially when they come to distribute the revenue? And if you're not done realigning, um, you know what what are you going to do about that? That's going to be another whole argument if let's say the SEC enriches itself with Florida State. Do they deserve more money? Um, you know, are they going to go to a merit-based situation where the more you advance into the playoff, the more money you get? I don't think they'll do that um, because that hints at the very bedrock of why there's a playoff in the first place. The commissioners wanted to control the revenue and the playoff because they don't in the NCAA tournament. Everybody's playing for units. Mm. Yeah, and uh, fortunately for Florida State, even though they can't make the playoffs, they can just absorb Alabama's entire roster uh, during this portal uh, session we've got going. And so let's move real quick, because I know we're up on time here, to the Michigan situation. So we know there's an ongoing investigation with regard to Harbaugh and the the improper recruiting and all of the stuff that's going on with the NCAA – and we also know that Harbaugh is seeking some terms, certain terms in his contract negotiations. I mean, Eric and I are sort of of the opinion that that's all kind of hogwash because he's still interviewing for NFL jobs and he doesn't want to get tied down yet. I mean, kind of where where are you at on the Harbaugh negotiation investigations and potential NFL exits? Well, it, as I was told today by a person who is sitting in basically on those negotiations. Um, And this was taped on Friday afternoon. Let's be clear. This could change in 20 minutes, but he, he told me, I don't know. His family doesn't know. His coaches doesn't don't know. 
Jim Harbaugh doesn't know if he's going to the NFL. I mean, that's literally where this stands. Nobody knows where it's headed. So he's he's talked to at least two NFL teams at the same time in negotiations for a nine-figure extension at Michigan. At the same time, he is the center figure in two ongoing major violation cases with the NCAA, which people have not, you know, graph quite this because the NCAA failed to uh, to combine those cases. Uh, Michigan is now a repeat violator in the eyes of the NCAA. If convicted on both of these, that would mean enhanced penalties. Now, what do those enhanced penalties mean? You know, I, I don't think they'll give Michigan uh, a postseason ban because they're kind of got, gotten away from penalizing the innocent athletes. But I think we could see more suspensions and if there's anything, well, look, I'm not going to say there's not anything Michigan can stand because they've been through everything. Um, do you want to go into a championship defense with your coach missing half the season again? Not ideal. Not a, no, no, not ideal. Not an ideal scenario. I personally think he jumps to the NFL if offered something in the realm of you know a number that he wants. But uh, I don't. Yeah. You know what? I don't think it's money. He's. Uh, I really don't. I mean. If he stays at Michigan, he's going to have to pay an exorbitant fee to defend himself. If he goes to the NFL, he's going to make a lot of money. Um, if he stays at Michigan, he's going to make $11.5 million per year. I really don't think it's about the money. At, at age 60 and to do what he's done, boy, boy, if I get that extra million from the from the Chargers, I'm, I don't think it's about that right, at all. Right. What, what can he do with 12 that he couldn't do with 11? Yeah, yeah. I think it's about fit and comfort and family you know he's got i think he's got six kids um and just having having his family around him and being able to win somewhere well the work schedule as an nfl coach is a hundred times easier than a college coach anyways right i mean they're not remotely similar they they go home i mean they have i don't want to say nine to five but it's pretty darn close you know when you're done with uh with practice in the afternoon that's pretty much it you're not staying up till midnight and making recruiting calls that's for sure yeah mm. well uh so yeah michigan we'll see it's going to be super interesting to see what happens with that moving forward last question we got about two minutes here uh dennis the last time you were on with us we talked about the big two and that's sort of the direction that college football is heading do you still see it heading that direction based on what you've seen over the last 12 months since we basically had you on last time, any any change in that? Do you still see this headed as a SEC and Big Ten sort of mini NFL oh, yeah. type model? Yeah, Is that we're, what- we're already there. Uh, whether or not there's a formal breakaway. Yeah. The well, yeah, I don't or know what is happened. Is that you? No, that's me. He, he must have lost signal or got a phone call or something. Anyway. Yeah, so about 15 minutes worth of Dennis Dodd there. And yeah, he says we're already there in college football. We're at the big two, and I tend to agree with him. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's looked uh, at times over the last handful of months like the Big 12 was going to try to be, um, you know, adding teams, adding teams. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get there. I don't think they're adding the teams that are going to put them up uh, in that same sort of tier as the SEC and the Big Ten. But uh yeah, that's kind of. I didn't expect him to to say that the Florida State ACC thing would drag out quite that long. I was thinking more like two or three years, and I think he said five to seven. That's yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of that's what I was thinking. Like this thing is, I, I think Florida State's kind of screwed, but more to 
more he said yeah dennis just texted me back he said he said yeah that's why i only had 15 minutes thanks so oh, yeah he yeah, fair enough yep so that's that's when in the life of a senior sports yeah. writer at cbs you're busy so we uh very much appreciate uh dennis dodd for coming on with us and discussing that stuff with us but uh yeah to your point eric that uh I, man i just I don't think they're going to get out of it. And to Dennis's point, I think they're not worth someone adding them. And so I think they've sort of backed themselves into a corner here where <laughs> you, you may get out, but where the hell are you going to go? That's any better. Well, yeah, that's kind of a key point that he did mention is, you know, getting out is one thing, finding somewhere to go is another, right? Like I can walk out my front door anytime I want. Well, then what? I don't know, man. I don't know. know, That's half the battle. Uh, And the, and you, I would argue that the the second half maybe is, is more important than the first. Um, Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you're talking about the future of your school revenue, all that kind of stuff. I mean, this, this is, these are conversations that are way beyond, you know, our understanding uh, with regard to, you know, year long, decade-long financial impact of potentially moving conferences and things of that nature. Yeah, all, all the legal stuff. That's really not our bag. No, not our but, bag. So that's why we no, had Dennis I, on, because he can explain it better than we can. But God, yeah. if you would have told me that Grant of Rights had something about railroads from 1915 in it, I would have been like, what? <laughs> that's, that's a that's a detail I did not expect to hear. So I've, I've heard um, that that sort of description of it um as far as like the the precedent setting case for that type of deal um yeah you know originally i don't remember if it was railroads or coal miners um but yeah (laughs) some sort of industry like that in the sort of the fdr kind of world war one sort of time frame but yeah um i mean it's it's good to sit down with him and kind of get up to speed on some stuff i mean he's obviously a lot more tied in than we are um so I'm not sure I buy that Jim Harbaugh doesn't know what he wants to do. I think he knows what he wants to do. I just, he probably doesn't know what's going to happen. Cause he hasn't, I think he gets offered an NFL job. He's gone. Like, I think it's that simple. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think he wants to be in the NFL. I mean, if he didn't, yeah. he and, and I agree with Dennis. I don't think it's a money thing. I think it's more of a lifestyle thing. And, you know, especially now that he's got that national championship trophy. Now it's a, I want to go. Well, I don't want to go win a Super Bowl, right? And had, I, had one shot, didn't work out. He, I think he wants another bite at that apple. Well, and I don't want to, I mean, I'm not a football coach, but just based on the way college football is structured now, being, an NFL, being an NFL head coach has got to be just an easier mental type oh, yeah. of thing. Because you're not like having once, to, you don't have to constantly recruit your own roster and you don't have to throw money at them. And you yeah, don't have once to go the draft and, is over at the end of April, you get like, most of May and June off until, you know, you do some OTA stuff, but then, you know, you're off until basically training camp starts and it's, that's yeah. not the case in college. No, it's yeah, college football. I, I think, and I know we touched on this a little bit. I don't know if it was offline or wherever, but I think you'll, unless something changes in college football, you know, Dennis said, we're already there with the big two. And if, even if there's not a formal breakaway and those types of things, I think you will start to see more and more elite or top level coaches jump to the NFL because they don't want to deal with NIL and transfer portal. Well, it's that. And it's just, I think that 
the job is year round. Yeah. Right. You're always recruiting. You're always doing this. You get spring ball. You got it. It's just, yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. It's a mess, but I don't know. All that'll be interesting to see. So again, we appreciate Dennis Dodd for jumping on with us uh, sort of short notice. Wanted to bring those updates to you a little bit. And if you're still watching, uh, appreciate that and uh, click subscribe while you're here. We, we would very much appreciate it. And it keeps us interested and keeps us wanting to come, keep coming back. So uh, South end zone pod on all our social media, that's TikTok, Instagram, uh, here on Twitter and on YouTube. And uh, you can follow me at Jason Bailey 47. You can follow Eric at Eric Mulher. And if you aren't already go follow Dennis Dodd, that's at Dennis Dodd CBS on Twitter. And uh, he's pretty much the best in the business. The guy is like Eric said, he is just a fountain of good information and he doesn't put out, BS. You know, he's no. he's not he's not the type to put it out there first. He's going to put it out there when he has. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't miss. Yeah, I guess no. as the kids say. Yeah, that's that's a good call. So, all right, Eric. Anything before we close out and get to next week? Because we'll be getting back to the win totals next yeah, week. Next week we'll be doing win totals and then uh, whatever breaking news. But that, that kind of that's it for today. I got to go take my daughter to get her learner's permit. So pray oh, for me. God. Yeah. And speaking of that, uh, I, I missed it the other day. Uh, shout out to my kid Reagan. She just turned sixteen the other day. Huh. So clear the fucking highways man it's about to get crazy yep stay off them sidewalks <laughs> yeah so uh anyway all right so we'll be back with you guys next tuesday or wednesday something like that it's off season so don't hold us to the fire on what day we might be coming to you but uh depends on when uh all three of us are available so for me and for eric and for ali pasark we will talk to you guys next week thank you very much have a great day mm-hmm.